eternal, righteous, and invisible Father in heaven, glory, honor, praise, and adoration be unto your holy name for giving us the privilege of life. Thank you, Father, for the temporal blessings you also give to us and sustain and for sustaining us in this life. As we are studying your word now, we pray, grant us of your spirit, help us to rightly divide the word of truth, impress so deeply on our hearts the areas where we need to make changes in our lives and give us the power to make those changes. Speak through me, Lord, and put your words in my mouth that I may bless your children. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. February 21 A hidden treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man had found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Matthew chapter 13 verse 44 Without the kingdom of God we are lost and are without hope in the world. But salvation has been provided for us through faith in Jesus Christ. He is the treasure, and when the rubbish of the world is swept away, we are enabled to discern his infinite value. The divinity of Christ was as a hidden treasure. At times, when he was upon earth, divinity flashed through humanity and his true character was revealed. The God of heaven testified to his oneness with his Son. At his baptism, the heavens were opened and the glory of God, in the similitude of a dove like burnished gold, hovered over the Saviour. And a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 but the nation to whom Christ came, though professing to be the peculiar people of God, did not recognize the heavenly treasure in the person of Jesus Christ. The majesty of heaven was not discerned in the disguise of humanity. He was the divine teacher sent from God, the glorious treasure given to humanity. He was fairer than the sons of men. But his matchless glory was hidden under a cover of poverty and suffering. He veiled his glory in order that divinity might touch humanity, and the treasure of immense value was not discerned by the human race. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14. The treasure indeed is hidden under the garb of humanity. Christ is the unsearchable riches, and he who finds Christ finds heaven. The human agent who looks upon Jesus, who dwells by faith on his matchless charms, finds the eternal treasure. Christ does not use this parable to commend the man who hides the treasure until he can buy the field, but his object in using this illustration is to convey to our minds the value of spiritual things. To obtain worldly treasure, the man would make a sacrifice of his all, 
and how much more should we give for the priceless heavenly treasure amen the title of our devotion for today a very interesting one it's titled a hidden treasure like we have seen when jesus wants to teach deep lessons he takes from events that we can relate with or from things in nature that can easily be related with to teach lessons many times in order to explain what the kingdom of heaven is like he usually draws lessons from various objects so that we can learn various aspects of what the kingdom of heaven is like he's not actually uh, saying this is what the kingdom of heaven is we all know we should know what the kingdom of heaven is which we will talk about soon but he likens it to relatable things to tell us matters about it in matthew 13 verse 44 jesus uses an illustration to teach what the kingdom of god is like he says again the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field the which when a man hath found he hide it and for joy thereof goeth and sell it all that he hath and buy it that field amen you see these these short words is filled with so much meaning and we're going to take our time to understand what lessons jesus wanted us to get from this short illustration what is the kingdom of god which he likens to treasure hidden in the field now we're not supposed to go and find what treasure means but what the kingdom of god means the bible is clear Romans 14 verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, that is the kingdom of God. And anything that has to do with that, with righteousness, and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, righteousness, let's take that parable again. Righteousness, that's the kingdom of heaven, is like unto treasure hid in a field the which when a man hath found he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath what is this treasure that is being referred to here as the kingdom of heaven jesus is the treasure he is the source of righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost more than this he is the source of true riches eternal riches that faded not away like we saw in our devotion, the time we know him, page 58, paragraph 3. It says the divinity of Christ was a hidden treasure. But the nation to whom Christ came, though professing to be peculiar, the peculiar people of God did not recognize the heavenly treasure in the person of Jesus Christ. So, Christ is that heavenly treasure. In him was eternal life and the life was the light of men. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And it is the truth that sets us free from the bondage of sin. Jesus is the key to unlock the mansions of heaven, the glories of the eternal world, and the stores, all the stores of heaven. But the main treasure that Jesus is about is righteousness and truth. This is the main treasure. Eternal life, gold, silver, eternal riches, the mansions that Jesus promised, all those things cannot be gotten without the key, without the original treasure, which is the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is a knowledge of Jesus. Remember John 17 verse 23? 
and this is life eternal. Life eternal is a treasure. But how do you get it? That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So we should not put the cart before the horse. The true treasures being referred to here is the truth, the gospel, which is Christ Jesus, a knowledge of God. That is the true treasure. It is a knowledge of God that is the prerequisite for getting even what we will call tangible treasures, gold and silver, mansions, eternal life. All these are only the consequence of getting the true treasure, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. And without him, those things mean nothing. If you have mansions and riches and all of that without it, without eternal life which comes through jesus then of what benefit is it to you it's of no benefit in the book of second corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 paul speaking said for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts to give this take note now to give the light this is the treasure now the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ and now he says in verse 7 but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us what is this treasure that we have in earthen vessels that paul is referring to the previous verse verse 6 it is the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ that's why we are studying that i may know him the knowledge of god that is the treasure the gospel is what explains to us the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ therefore we can also say the kingdom of god is the gospel it is the treasure above all treasures the field is the word of god because it is true the word of god that is the bible that men get acquainted with jesus with the gospel with righteousness with truth again we see that the gospel is the truth itself truth is the treasure hidden in the field and the word of god is truth jesus is the truth the principles that the word of god gives us are treasures for man so when we say jesus is the treasure how can i have jesus let's make it more practicable so that it's easily understood the word of god the principles the commandments the laws the statutes that god says we should live by that is the treasure because that is jesus being presented to you jesus is the way the truth and the life so if i'm searching for jesus what am i searching for i am searching for truth so if jesus is the treasure the truth is the treasure but jesus says that in that parable that the gospel the truth is not just a treasure lying in the open for everyone to see he rather says that the kingdom of heaven is as unto treasure hid in a field who hid the treasure and why is it hidden is the truth hidden is jesus hidden second corinthians 4 verse 3 and 4 says but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the god of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine unto them amen so the gospel is hidden to those who allow satan to lure them away from it or causes satan to make them see no value in it because of the things that satan offers them in the earthly treasures the things of the world the things the world has to offer 
may be attractive to them who are lost or they are lost because they find no attraction in the gospel but find their attraction in the things of this world they do not see anything of value in the truth therefore it is as treasure hid in a field not because god hid it but because it is hidden from their eyes because the god of this world has blinded the eyes that they cannot see the thing that is precious or valuable in in the gospel it holds no value for them what holds value to those to whom the treasure is hid is the earthly things in this sense we can understand how jesus divinity clothed in humanity was a treasure hid in the field in this sense we can understand it because jesus came here it is that god was walking on the streets he was a carpenter how would you know that this man is god he was hidden the, the, the divinity of christ was hidden if he came in his glory everybody would have been attracted to him but the treasure of his divinity was clothed in humanity so that it was hidden from those who did not know the true treasure of the of divinity because the true treasure of divinity is not the brightness it is not the glory that blinds the eyes the devil has that but he doesn't have treasure the devil even an angel in heaven when they appear before any man they if they come in their full glory we will all be attracted to it but this was not how jesus came because those outward attractions is not what the real treasure is the real treasure is the character of god and that was why to those who are of the world the treasure was hidden when jesus was walking around them because they will only be attracted by outward things outward glory and not by the precious treasure of a godly righteous holy character we read in our devotion that i may know him page 58 paragraph 4 the majesty of heaven was not discerned in the disguise of humanity he was the divine teacher sent from god the glorious treasure given to humanity he was fairer than the sons of men but his matchless glory was hidden under a cover of poverty and suffering he veiled his glory in order that divinity might touch humanity and the treasure of immense value was not discerned by the human race end of quote but i have a question why did jesus veil his glory why when he came on earth why didn't he come in his brightness so that everyone can see him well i've answered it a bit but i want to read something that i love so much in desire of ages page 43 paragraph 1 to express why this was the case it says the king of glory stooped low to take humanity rude and forbidding were his earthly surroundings his glory was veiled that the majesty of his outward form might not become an object of attraction he shunned all outward display riches worldly honor and human greatness can never save a soul from death jesus proposed very he was intentional that's what it means jesus intentional he proposed that no attraction of an earthly nature should call men to his side only the beauty of heavenly truth heavenly truth that is the treasure must draw those who would follow him the character of the messiah had long been foretold in prophecy and he desired men to accept him upon the testimony of the word of god end of quote amen if jesus came as a rich man in all his glory gold diggers will be his friend 
and men will be deceived as to their own reason for following him. Many will say, oh, we love you, Lord, we love you for your character. They will say it's for his character that they love him, but they don't know that it is the money and the riches and the glory that they are after. Even we cannot properly estimate ourselves. We cannot deceive God. Jesus did not come the way he came so that he will not be deceived, no. If he came in his glory, Jesus himself will not be deceived as to the true intentions of those following him. Because he knows what is in man, we cannot deceive him. But man himself will deceive himself. So Jesus veiled all his glory so that anyone who is drawn to him will only be attracted by the true riches of the testimony of his word, the heavenly truth, the word of God, and for love of the truth and for righteousness, and for the life that he lived and the truth that he taught. It is for this reason that many did not follow him. When he did not offer the bread and fish to some of his disciples, but offered only the word of God, the truth, to them, what happened? The record says, They said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And from that day, many of his disciples walked no more with him. That's what the word says. Because when he gave them the bare truth, without any earthly attraction like food, clothing, shelter, worldly glory, and earthly prospects and ambitions, what happened? A lot of them left him alone. They saw no benefit in following him anymore because all they wanted was earthly treasure. It was for this reason that Judas betrayed Jesus. But the wealth they sought, that food and whatever, all those things they needed, it was still in Jesus, only that it could only be gotten by a reception of the truth. But many did not see the wealth and the treasures in the truth, so it was hidden from their eyes. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, to explain what it means that the treasure was hidden, I'll read from Christ Object Lessons, page 104, paragraph 3. It says, The treasures of the gospel are said to be hidden by those who are wise in their own estimation, who are puffed up by the teaching of vain philosophy, the beauty and power and mystery of the plan of redemption are not perceived. Many have eyes, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. They have intellect, but they discern not the hidden treasure." End of quote. But having understood the meaning of the treasure hid in a field, we need to understand the main aim of this parable. Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof, goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Amen. All we have been talking about since is to understand what the heavenly treasure is and why it is hidden from the eyes of some. But the other part of this parable that says what the man does, which is that he goes to sell all that he has and buys that field, that is a message that God wants us to get. So what does that mean? Christ Object Lessons, page 104, paragraph 1 says, The parable illustrates the value of the heavenly treasure and the effort that should be made to secure it. The finder of the treasure in the field was ready to part with all that he had ready to put forth untiring labor in order to secure the hidden riches. So, the finder of the heavenly treasure 
will count no labor too great and no sacrifice too dear in order to gain the treasures of truth. Amen. I like the fact that it says it plainly to us, the treasures of truth. The man who found the treasure had valued it. He valued it enough to sell all that he had to buy that field and search for the treasure. This is the lesson that Jesus wants us to get to understand how we should treat the truth. Why did he sell all? It is only when one has valued the treasure above all that he can sell all. Our choices are a reflection of our values. The things that we choose not to give up shows how we value that thing. If we choose not to give up a job and then we give up the truth, it shows that we value that job above the truth. We read today in our devotion, page 58, paragraph 2 of that I may know him. It says, Without the kingdom of God, we are lost, and we are without hope in the world. But salvation has been provided for us through faith in Jesus Christ. He is the treasure, and when the rubbish of the world is swept away, we are enabled to discern his infinite value. End of quote. Now, remember that the treasure is the truth, and the truth represents the principles of God's word. His law and his commandments. We are to guard the truth so jealously and not allow any earthly inducement to deviate us from it. Rather dispense with all your wealth, all your riches, rather than, than to sacrifice principle, than to sacrifice the truth. This is what it means to find the field, hide and for joy sell all that we have and buy that field. It means that we find the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the truth, then we should hide. What does that hiding mean? He says the man hide it. That is, we should not place ourselves in any circumstance that will make us to sacrifice the truth. And then we should buy the truth, meaning that we should never compromise, never ever compromise the truth for any worldly allurement or inducement. Hiding means, doesn't mean that you don't tell others about the truth. That's not what hiding means. But it means you can tell them, but you don't let them take it away from you. You can partake with me of the truth, but you cannot buy it from me. It does not mean that those who find the treasure should hoard it, but it means that they should not allow any worldly circumstance, desire, inducement, pursuit to steal the treasure from them. There are many desires we have that seek to steal the heavenly treasure, which is the truth, from us. We are to hide ourselves so that the treasure is not stolen from us. The desire for education, for wealth, recognition, fame, popularity, meeting worldly standards, the desire to marry, to have children, to get relationships, to keep friendships and to, to be in good, keep good relationship with people of the world. Then there's our fleshly desires, entertainment the lusts of the eyes, the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life. There is food. There are parties. All these things are there to take away the truth from us. But to the child of God, the instruction is Proverbs 23 verse 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. This was the mindset that Paul had that made him able to say in Philippians 3 verse 7 to 10, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. What does that mean? He sold all 
so that he can buy Jesus Christ, the treasure hid in the field. All things with, that were gained, he counted all loss for Christ, yet doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of how many things? The loss of all things. How much did Jesus say that the man sold? He says he went and sold all that he had so that he can buy that field. Paul says that literally for him, he suffered the loss of all things for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, for whom I have suffered all things, and do count them, but dung, he does not regret it, count them, but dung, that I might win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So, what is Paul saying? Why is he trying to win Christ? It is for the kingdom of God, which is righteousness. The righteousness of Christ is what he's looking for. Verse 10, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Amen. This is what we should do. Like Paul, count all things but lost to buy that treasure in the field to buy, to win Christ, to buy the truth, to attain to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. But for those who do not understand, it is foolishness to them to sacrifice all for mere principles. What are you sacrificing all for? You know, when we say Jesus, it seems even more, more pleasant. Oh, I sacrificed all for Jesus. But sacrificing all for an idea, to sacrifice all for a mere opinion in the eyes of the world, to sacrifice all for mere doctrines, mere principles, you will allow yourself to be killed, to lose your job, to end your relationships with people just because of your opinion, just because of your beliefs, your ideas, your principles. It looks like foolishness to the rest of the world. That is why Jesus said in Matthew 7 verse 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample upon them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Who are, who are the dogs and swine? The Jews and the Pharisees who rejected Jesus and anyone who does not value the truth enough to sacrifice all for it, they are the pigs, they are the dogs. Jesus is that which is holy. He is the pearl of great price. He is the treasure hidden in the field. The Jews were given Jesus, but they did not see in him divinity. The capability for eternal life and all the heavenly treasures, they didn't see it in Jesus. They did not see in him that which they prized any more than a pig cannot appreciate a pearl. They did not see in Christ eternal riches any more than a dog cannot understand that which is holy. They did see infinite purity. They saw his character. They knew. They were not mistaken about that one. They saw infinite purity in him. They saw holiness. They saw righteousness. But this was not what they prized any more than a pig is not looking for pearls. That's not what a pig is looking for. They can see it. It's not that they're blind. The pig can see a pearl, but it's not looking for it. He casts it away. To hell with this pearl, the pig will say, we are seeking for something else. What good does the holy thing does to a dog? Nothing. He will pass by it because it's meaningless to him. This is how the gospel was hidden from their eyes. They were blinded by the God of this world. Not because they could not see the true treasure, but because they did not appreciate it. They saw holiness, they saw righteousness, they saw peace in Jesus Christ. But that was not what they were looking for. Any more than a pig is not looking for swine. Are you a pig? Do you despise righteousness? Do you see righteousness and sacrifice it for worldly treasure? 
I do not mean to insult you, but Jesus says that just as a dog does not appreciate holy things, that's how you also sacrifice the truth for your job, sacrifice the truth for your friends, sacrifice the truth for family, sacrifice the truth, the principles of God's word for earthly pleasure. And not just you, including myself as I think about it. When we choose to sin, when we choose to engage in momentary pleasure for a while and then drop the truth aside, we are behaving like pigs and dogs that trample underfoot the heavenly treasure that God has given to us. The pearls that he's offering to us, we do not appreciate it and we choose to follow our own desires. Christ Subject Lessons, page 105, paragraph 1, to understand how this truth is concealed, it says, God does not conceal his truth from men. By their own course of action, they make it obscure to themselves. Christ gave the Jewish people abundant evidence that he was the Messiah. But his teaching called for a decided change in their lives. They saw that if they received Christ, they must give up their cherished maxims and traditions, their selfish, ungodly practices. It required a sacrifice to receive changeless, eternal truth. You see where the problem is? The sacrifice. Therefore, they would not admit the most conclusive evidence that God could give to establish faith in Christ. They professed to believe the Old Testament scriptures, yet they refused to accept the testimony contained therein concerning Christ's life and character. They were afraid of being convinced, lest they should be converted and be compelled to give up their preconceived opinions. The treasure of the gospel, the way, the truth, and the life was among them. But they rejected the greatest gift that heaven could bestow. End of quote. To give evidence that this was the case, in the book of John 12 verse 42, it is said concerning them, Among the chief rulers also, many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. In Christ's Object Lessons, page 105, paragraph 2, to explain this, it says, They were convinced. They believed Jesus to be the Son of God, but it was not in harmony with their ambitious desires to confess him. They had not the faith that would have secured for them the heavenly treasure. They were seeking worldly treasure. And today, men are eagerly seeking for earthly treasure. Their minds are filled with selfish, ambitious thoughts. For the sake of gaining worldly riches, honor, or power, they place the maxims, traditions, and requirements of men above the requirements of God. From them, the treasures of his word are hidden. End of quote. And this is what will happen to us too. But God is talking to us today to value the truth and not sell it for anything. In Luke 14, verse 26 to 33, Jesus gave an illustration that we should understand concerning how we should value the truth. He said, If any man comes to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. But in verse 33 is where my focus is. Jesus said, So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. How much are we to forsake? How much are we to sell? All. That is the estimate we are to place on the heavenly treasure, to forsake all for it. And for those who will not do this, who would neglect the treasure, it's a sad thing indeed. To think that the world's maxims and traditions and practices is more valuable 
But you know, the fact is that, like we read, the reason why many do not accept the heavenly treasure is because of the sacrifice needed. And what is the sacrifice? You must give up all. All your ideas, all your opinions, all your plans, all your ambitions must be given up. The Jews did not accept Jesus because they realized it. They saw that if I follow this man, I have to give up all. My plans, my ambitions, everything will change. For what? Just for following this man. What does he have to offer? The fact is that I know they would have been ready to give all. If they could see with their eyes the mansions, if they could see the gold and the silver, if they could see eternal life as a tangible thing that they could hold, but they did not have faith. They, they did not have faith. They prized eternal life. I'm sure many people prize eternal life. The mansions, if Jesus promises it, they prize it. If he could show them, they would say, wow, I want these mansions. But they don't prize righteousness and holiness. And there is no righteousness, there is no crown for those who will not take the character of Christ because God is not in the business of honoring sinners. It is the righteousness of Christ that is the real treasure. And if we will not get the righteousness of Christ, then there is no mansion, there is no riches for us. What is the result of neglecting this heavenly treasure? In Christ Subject Lessons, page 108, paragraph 2, we read the following. A student may go through all the grades of the schools and colleges of today, he may devote all his powers to acquiring knowledge, but unless he has a knowledge of God, unless he obeys the laws that govern his being, he will destroy himself. By wrong habits, he loses his power of self-appreciation. He loses self-control. He cannot reason correctly about matters that concern him most closely. He is reckless and irrational in his treatment of mind and body. By wrong habits, he makes of himself a wreck happiness he cannot have, for his neglect to cultivate pure healthful principles places him under the control of habits that ruin his peace. His years of taxing study are lost, for he has destroyed himself. He has misused his physical and mental powers, and the temple of the body is in ruins. He is ruined for this life and for the life to come. By acquiring earthly knowledge, he thought to gain a treasure, but by laying his Bible aside, he sacrificed the treasure worth everything else. End of quote. And the world, Satan is teaching this. Education is your life. School, school, school. But people are not studying their Bibles. The treasure is hidden. And the earthly treasure is given to them in the knowledge of what is so-called science and arts. And lots of years. People spend not, nothing less than 20 years for those who go to universities studying books of this world. While they neglect the word of God. But in the end, what does it benefit them? It profits them nothing. But to those who have eyes to perceive the value of the gospel, Jesus says in the book of Matthew 19, reading from verse 28 and 29, it says, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Amen. May that be our experience. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Father, for these lessons. Please impress deeply on every listener the importance of not sacrificing the truth, but buying the truth and selling it not. Help us, Lord, that when the things of this world clamors for our attention, calling us to sacrifice the principles of the Word of God, 
the life of righteousness and true holiness for the sake of earthly things that you will give us an eye that can see spiritual things that can discern that we will always choose the truth above all earthly inducement that we will be as the man that finds in Christ heavenly treasure that will count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ we cannot do it on our own Lord please sustain us forgive us for all the times we have sacrificed the truth flippantly forgive us Lord for the times we have compromised your principles of the Word of God for something we wanted to get on this world forgive us for behaving like dogs and swine that do not appreciate holy things and that tread the pearls underfoot and help us Lord not to be dogs and swine but to be among those who are spiritual to discern in you everything there is that we may give all for your sake in jesus name i've prayed amen this message was brought to you by the angel with a strong voice a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to god and be ready for his imminent return for more information and free online resources please visit www.tawas.org that is www.tawsv.org or contact info at stars.org